today's guest is a teammate of mine, Mr. Zach McPhee. We're going to start that off with the quote of the day. The obsession with running and all endurance sports is really an obsession with the potential for more and more life from George Sheehan. Zach, what do you make of that quote? I like it, honestly. I've never heard it before, but like more and more life just speaks to me with endurance. In the long run, endurance can give you more life. You know, it's the cardio system and everything, so it's healthy. But then it also just like, for me personally, endurance is a big part of my life because, you know, I love running. I love cross-country skiing and all endurance-based activity. So just more and more life is brought to me through endurance-based activities. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people who kind of look at us distance runners and skiers and bikers whatever and they're like man y'all are crazy but i think uh the lessons we learn in endurance sports we can take over to our life and yeah endurance sports i mean for me and i think you can agree with endurance sports open up doors that we never even knew existed about ourselves um they allow for us to redefine the physical and mental limits and yeah who wouldn't want to be equipped with those skills and strengths when it's going through your life <laughs> no exactly yeah i've learned a lot from running and skiing that just helps me with so many things in my everyday life it's just amazing yeah i've learned a lot about myself when we're out in the track or on a two-hour long run i definitely have some thoughts and i find someone out there that I couldn't find in my room on an iPad on my phone scrolling through TikTok BS. So <laughs> definitely pure, pure experiences for sure. So now that we got that, what's kind of what's kind of your background? Did you find running, or did running find you? Ah, uh, I would say running found me. I grew up playing hockey and soccer, and Honestly, when I was faced with the first opportunity to run my first race, like in elementary school, I didn't run the first race I actually could. I turned it down and said no, because I was actually scared. I didn't want to run. I didn't want to go out there and run. And I was scared of the person who was the face of the race. And I was scared because that person had a little bit of health issues and had died or whatever. I'm just like, a six seven year old kid and that just that scared me a lot and it my friends all ran they all raced and i missed out on something big at the time which it felt to me and i made sure i never missed that race in the years to come and then i would say throughout the rest of my elementary school years i didn't focus on running i still played a lot of hockey a lot of soccer and running just came in, you know, with the cross-country season and track season that I had at elementary school, which was fun. And I made sure I always did my best to win. And eventually, a club coach found me in about seventh grade and reached out to me and recruited me to join his track club. And that's how running sort of found me. And then I pursued that for about a year or two while still playing hockey and soccer. And then I discovered that running is where my true passion and abilities lied. 
So I dropped both hockey and soccer and also picked up cross-country skiing at that time for a winter sport because I am from Canada, for those of you who don't know, and it's pretty hard to run in the winter sometimes, so skiing is a great opportunity to keep that endurance activities going. But yeah, and then running took off and I became fairly good at it, I would say. And now I'm a D1 athlete at the University of Arkansas with Andrew Payton. You ended up on this random podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. When you were, when you had that, when you opened up that story talking when you were young and skipped that race, reminds me of some thoughts I used to have when I'd be at a meet super nervous and I would see someone who was injured or was sick and wasn't racing. I was like, man, I wish I was that person. I wish I could just go to a meet and watch. And you probably had the same the same feeling at some point. And when you watched the race you were supposed to be in, if you did not race, it's the worst feeling. Just knowing that you should be out there right now, but instead you're up faking a sickness or something. So that stinks. Um, that's cool. So next question. Throughout your running career thus far, what has been your biggest challenge and or lowest low? I would say my biggest challenge that I have faced in my running career would have been about two years ago. I was in junior college at the time running for Pratt Community College in Kansas, about an hour from Wichita. Uh, It was the middle of the cross-country season going into the regional meet. Literally two, three days before it, my lung just collapsed. And I had a major pneumothorax, which is your lung collapsing. And I was out in the hospital for about a week, had a chest tube, and just wasn't sure what running was going to look like. It was really scary in the moment because when it first happened, I had no clue what was going on with me. I just had an immense pain in my chest, and it could either have been my heart, could have been my lung could have been some other organs around there and it was just also scary and it happened so quick but right then and there I was just wasn't freaking out because I'm I have a fairly strong relationship with God and I knew that God was watching over me and I knew that he had a plan for me and I was going to be okay but at that time running well even now running still is like the biggest love in my life besides like my like family and my faith and that sort of stuff and I was really scared because I didn't know if I was about to lose a big part of my life I didn't know if I was gonna be able to run again or not because I didn't know anything about lung collapsing I didn't know if that would make me have to stop or whatnot but that was probably the toughest part in my running career and thankfully it did not stop me from running again I was running two weeks after my surgery and here we are doing great, better than ever. So, yeah. That's crazy. Every time I hear you tell this story, I'm just amazed at how fast you recovered and just how vital of a role the lungs play in running and the fact that that vital role could literally collapse and you can bounce back from that. And I think mentioning your your foundation with the Lord is important because you know, a lot of people put their foundation in a sport, and if they do have an, a sickness or something where they can't continue, 
it can be pretty brutal. I was reading an article a couple months ago about a very good trail runner. I believe she was she was 20, and she was really good and got diagnosed with some condition, and she couldn't run anymore, and she ended up taking her own life because of that. So I'm glad you touched on that, and yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, that shows shows how people how crazy people can be about endurance sports. It's it's a lifestyle, um, but need to balance that lifestyle as well. So thank you for sharing that story. And on the other other end of the stick, what has been one or two of your greatest accomplishments? In high school, one of my greatest accomplishments would have been Eric. That would have been 2019 um, Canadian National Championships U18. I finished fourth in the in the country in Canada, and that was just huge for me because growing up in high school, when I left hockey and soccer, a lot of people weren't necessarily the nicest to me towards my running. They thought you know they made fun of me for it. It's weird. It's not the regular sport. Growing up especially in Canada, all hockey. And, you know, people made fun of me for it. And, you know, there were some haters, and they, they didn't think I would make it anywhere. And then at the end of 11th grade, U18 Canadian Nationals, like, I just used all that energy and neg- well, that negative energy to just push me forward because, you know, I'm not going to give them any reaction or else it's going to get worse. I'm just going to make a positive reaction for myself out of it. And I came forth, and after that, everyone thought it was pretty cool, and no one really made fun of me for running again after it, and everyone just left me alone, and I was fourth in the nation. And then I would say my next coolest one would be one that just happened a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. One conference championships, Ohio Valley Conference, indoor track and field, was awesome brought a couple tears to my eyes and just so exciting because this program that we are a part of it's the first time this has ever happened yep first indoor track and field championship i think track and field championship ever so that was really cool to be a part of and you know i've been here just over a year and a half now and doing it with some of the teammates who i call family was wouldn't want to do it with anybody else it was ecstatic just to see everybody out there putting their all in and then when we saw that results on the board Hmm. we were everyone it was so many different emotions it was so much to soak in and take in and it was just amazing to see yeah i'm glad i could experience that with you you look at a picture from the indoor championships and it it tells a crazy story that we'd probably if i wanted to describe the whole experience We'd probably be on here for another hour, and oh, for sure. don't don't want that to happen. But yes, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, that first story you had about uh, getting fourth at Canadian Nationals. Yeah, that's a good reminder that there's no need to talk the talk if you can just walk the walk. So that is pretty sweet. But that felt good. And last question here: What are your future goals? And Okay, so you know, I'd say that can it can also be just life general goals too. I'll start with my endurance goal. So something that I've always held in my heart and in my mind is 
doesn't matter what part of like running or whatever it could be cross country, could be track and field, could be a world championships, could be knack acts or something, or even the Olympics. I just want to represent Canada at least once. I want to run for my country once. That's that's the goal. That's the dream. Doesn't have to be anything big, but just to run for my country with the Canadian flag on my chest would be a dream come true. So that's that's the goal I've always had in mind. That's awesome. Not sure, not sure where it's going to be. It could be anything from track to the marathon. I don't care. And then I would say a life goal, something I sort of formed probably late high school, early college, is I want to be able to sit back and provide for my family someday. You know, I want to have that life where I know that I can take care of my family and I want to be able to have a family. To me, that is just a big accomplishment, just to have a nice family and, you know, be able to support them and provide for them. What a, well, what a true Canadian patriot. That's pretty That's pretty cool. I hope I can say the same, that I can wear the stars and stripes proudly one day, whether it's skis on my feet or wheels under me or on the track, whatever. I like that goal. And then, yeah, I know parents have, parents give so much to you when you're younger that, you know, it's cool to be able to give back to them eventually. So that's pretty sweet. Unless you got any closing closing thoughts, anything like that, some motivation for the week, Sunday night, what you got? Motivation. Hmm. Uh, I would say if there's anything you want to do out there in life, don't listen to anybody else. If someone's telling you no, they're telling you yes. No means yes. When when you're talking about your dreams and goals, I'm not talking about certain things in life. Certain things, no, is a good thing yeah. to listen to. Yeah. But when you have a dream, an endurance dream or whatever, and someone's telling you you can't do that, you are your own limit. Just break past that barrier in your head that's telling you no, and you'll do it. It's, it's not going to be easy. Yep. But no. you work at it day by day. You know, just day by day, brick by brick, you can get there. Yep, and that voice in your head will always be telling you no. And David Goggins, you know, I think you've heard that name, uh, talking about callousing the mind because your mind's going to constantly tell you to tell you to stop, tell you to be comfortable, and that's when you got to train yourself just to have your train your instincts to tell you, no, this is how it's going to be. We're going to get up at 5.30 a.m., and this is how it's going to be. I don't, I don't care what you think. I don't want you to be comfortable. Uh, it's my yep. the way I'm gonna be comfortable. It's if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, next episode, be hearing from Coach Heim on his 100 mile Arkansas Traveler victory, and that's a hell of an experience. So, hope you all tune in for the next one. For Zach McPhee, thank you for your time, and for the listeners out there that made it this far. See you in the next one.